Hey, this is Bill Mosley. I'm Chop Top, I'm Otis, I'm Luigi Largo, and Johnny from Night of the Living Dead, and you're listening to the Horror Squad Podcast. Podcast. Tonight we're going to be talking about 1996 Uncle Sam and 2014's Tusk. Joined by myself, Todd, we have Sam, Joe, and Steve as usual. We also have the giveaway going, but I'm going to let someone else explain it because apparently I'm not doing a good job because no one's entering except for a couple people. We thank you. Um, Steve, you, you're good at explaining things. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, so we have this really awesome giveaway that Todd is doing specifically where he's putting in a bunch of movies and prints and a James Wan autograph. I mean, I don't think I've ever seen a James Wan autograph like out in the wild, so they've got to be pretty rare. And all you have to do, and it's really simple, you just have to uh, review our podcast on whatever your podcast services is and send uh, like a screenshot of your review to any one of us or any of our official accounts. So on social media, the Horror Squad Podcast, or by email, Podcast at gmail.com, or any of our private accounts. So that's all you need to do. And it's so easy. And trust me, you have a big chance of winning. So do it. And you got till next week's episode to do it. Yep. That was well awesome, said. Steve. Very good that, job. Very good job. Yeah, gonna, I mean, it's super uh, easy. I'm going to enter. I'm going to enter, too. <laughs> Fuck you guys. I, try, I tried, and I got failed. No. So. I'm looking out for you, though, because I remember having a bunch of stuff on order when I was moving, and I like I lost one thing, and it's a nightmare. So uh, I don't yeah, want you I to go through that. At all. Yeah. Yeah, it's terrible. But it's literally all in a box ready to go. I just need a freaking address, so mm-hmm. we appreciate it. Yes. Definitely. And, like, yeah, make sure, like, you actually, like, uh, write out a review. Don't just leave, like, a five-star, because that's, like, a little harder to uh like find if like because even if you don't send us a screenshot we can pretty much find like the written reviews but if it's just if you just leave a five star review or something like that um that one we wouldn't be able to see like who left that so make sure you write out even if it's just you know one word you know just write awesome or something or (laughs) write sucks with a one star you know whatever all right enough of that all right you heard the ladies steve All right, let's get some. Saying we suck. (laughs) All right, let's get into a few questions here. Uh, You can send us questions at the Horror Squad Podcast uh, on social media or by email thehorrorsquadpodcast at gmail dot com. So I got a few questions this week. First one comes to us from Mandy. So thank you, Mandy, for the questions. Every week she sends us questions. Almost uh, the best. Yeah. Very very, uh, thankful for that. Uh, so this one, I think we all see coming. Uh, what movie e. do you recommend that starts with the letter E? Mm-hmm. Evil e? Dead. Yeah. Are we on E? Oh, okay. Yeah, Evil Dead. Let's look here at the I'm E trying to look. Yeah, I'm trying to think of E's. I'm looking around. I'm looking around the collection right now. You know what I really like, but I mean, it's technically not a horror film, but Ed Wood is like an excellent like documentary style i've actually never seen it oh man it's Johnny Depp's like amazing and he plays like a director that's does a bunch of b horror movies it's really good mm-hmm. Ooh, i got a good one uh in 2008 it's called eden lake 
Um, oh yeah, I've seen yeah, that. Yeah, it's very. It will like yeah, Michael Fassbender. It will like make you want to pull your hair out because it's like such a frustrating movie. Um, but it's so good. So yeah, I definitely recommend that one. Yeah, and there's a great horror TV show uh, called The Exorcist that I think I've been plugging <laughs> forever. <laughs> like, and no one ever watches. But uh, yeah, I watched the first yeah. episode. Yeah, and it's it's an awesome show. So if ever you want to check that out. Uh, do so. I also have the eye. Uh, I prefer the Japanese version over the American version. So uh, maybe check, you know, both out if you want. But I think the Japanese version is superior in this uh, specific scenario. And also Exorcism of Emily Rose. Mm. I think it's a really good uh, exorcism film, which we had up in our vote when we did our exorcist theme, but it did not win. So still worth watching. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, also, one we reviewed on uh, the podcast uh, before we were the Horror Squad, and we actually interviewed the director, uh, Adam McDonald, Escape Room, which came out last year. Which Steve hated. Oh, yeah, Steve didn't like it. <laughs> Although it's very realistic, in my opinion, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, Italian film called Eyeballs, pretty good. It's about a guy killing models, and he sees them as monsters, so that's why he kills them. Oh, wow. Um, Edge of the Axe is a goofy little slasher um avira mistress of the dark yeah yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh event horizon amazing and you know what have you guys seen the editor because that's like one of my favorite slasher movies i actually haven't it came out that's a recent release right uh last three or four years yeah probably yeah i haven't i've always i've been like wanting to and i've just haven't pulled the trigger on watching it yeah, i think i got it in a horror block one time so i think i have it too for that reason just plug it in yeah, no, I should check it out. How do you guys feel about Eight-Legged Freaks? <laughs> it's, it's on the theater. The CGI is pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> Dan, what do you think? Did you ever see that one? With David Arquette? Uh, <laughs> actually, I feel like I did. Mm. In theater talk? Wow. Yeah, I remember my mom took us to see it. Mm. All right. Uh, yeah, so I think that's... You guys good with the letter E? Sure. Yeah, I mean, Eraserhead, obviously, that one's like, if you're looking for just something really fucking weird. Yeah, it just dropped on, I think, Netflix or Did it? something. Yeah, it, one of the services, I forget which one, just dropped Eraserhead. Pretty sure it's Netflix. Yeah, so. it's been a long time. I saw, like, first time I ever saw that was in high school, and, like, I was like, oh, shit, what the fuck am I watching? All right. But I think I would appreciate it more watching it now than I did then, though. Yeah, I have it on my list, but uh, haven't yeah. been able to watch it. Yeah, definitely a good one. Uh, all right, her next question. She says, last week, Steve talked about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake having the best horror trailer of all time. What do the others think? What's their picks? Hmm. Um, you know, like, I, I've never, like, gone back and watched, like, classic horror trailers so i can only speak to like newer ones probably ones that have come out within the last like 10 or 15 years like when i like started getting into watching horror trailers um and i mean just off the top of my head scream comes to mind the original the first scream movie as being like a really memorable and good one um but yeah i don't know what you guys got i can't even think of any to be honest You know what? One I really liked, but the movie was terrible, was um, Leatherface from like two years ago. I thought that trailer was really well done. Mm. 
Yeah, I noticed like sometimes like some of the best trailers end up being like the worst movies. <laughs> yeah. Got anything, Sam? Yeah. I missed the question. Oh, trailer like a one of like the best trailers you can remember, like a great horror trailer. <laughs> Sam actually doesn't really I like don't, trailers. Yeah, yeah, I don't watch. She feels like it spoils, it right? It does. Yeah. It's like you've watched the whole movie, so. Yeah, it's actually funny. Uh... One of the comments we got on Twitter from my buddy Justin uh, was like, oh, you guys are reviewing Tessie Chainsaw Massacre remake. That has, like, the best trailer. Yeah. So I think people recognize it as being definitely an amazing trailer. It was a great film, so at least it panned out. Um, yeah, there's a few that, like, in the recent years that got me. The It trailer, I thought, like, the yeah. remake trailer yeah, uh, really got me. And so did Doctor Sleep, because it had that classic shining theme at the end of it and it just like brought me right back and i'm like holy shit i need mm. to see this so i really liked the get out trailer i remember like once i saw that i was really <clears throat> to see it mm-hmm. the, actually the halloween 2018 trailer was really good mm-hmm. go to my channel if you want a reaction video of it oh okay <laughs> what's what's your channel it's halloween happy joe okay well maybe some people might not know that She's all mad, plugging it. Guys, upload a new content. Go check it out. Oh, okay. I'm trying to hit 15,000 subscribers. Wow. Here, let me unsubscribe and then re-subscribe real quick. <laughs> Is that how it works? I'm not sure. <laughs> all right. Um, our next question. She says, happy Canada Day. Uh, Mandy's a fellow Canadian. I forgot about that. Happy Canada Day to our Canadian <laughs> listeners. Uh, happy belated Canada Day. Uh, what is your favorite Canadian horror film? She says hers is Cube. Oh, Cube's is amazing. Cube? Yeah, Cube. Cube. Cube's really great. I'm not well. I don't know if I yeah, know I'm, any Canadian I'm, films. I was gonna say I'm not like well versed in what's like actually Canadian horror movies or not. Steve. Tusk is. Tusk I know Tusk is. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to spoil my thoughts on it though. Are there any other movies, Steve, that we don't we're not aware of that are Canadian? See, see, see Tusk is interesting because Tusk is about Canada, but it's not it's really like a Canadian a spoof, film, right? Because yeah. it's it's an American film kind yeah, of spoofing right. Canadian Canada. So I don't know if I'd really consider it a Canadian film. You mean they don't uh, have all those maple syrup bottles in the convenience store? <laughs> right now. Well, Fuck. actually, yeah, it depends where you go, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, but I think they put them there because they expect tourists to want them. Uh, uh, it, it's like uh, when I went to see Joe and Sam in Salem, I brought them these maple cookies. And I don't think Canadians actually eat those cookies, but people I expect them. <laughs> people expect, like, it's like foreigners eat them. So yeah. we keep them in stores. You know, it's like one of those things. Um, yeah, so anyway. Um, my can, favorite you, one can you tell if someone's American in Canada? If they're not being, like obnoxious or you know wearing american flag shirt or something can you tell uh, it, it, like if i'm just looking at them no i mean i think canadians and americans are very similar mm-hmm. uh they're, they're both british colonies that are right. separated from i'm uh, talking about like just mannerisms and speaking and things uh when you start to speak to someone i think you start seeing the differences but they're pretty subtle like it depends where in the u.s too like if i meet someone from texas i'll know right away but if I meet uh, someone from like Vermont or Maine or New Hampshire or something, then it's not as easy to, you know, be, discern. Besides French, does Canada have like regional accents? Like we got the South and California toxic servers and shit like that. Yeah, yeah, we we have uh, our own like different do accents. Have, we have. Do you have Southern accent up there? 
so we have something called Nufi, which is a province <laughs> right. called Newfoundland. And they're like the butt of all Canadian jokes. They're like known as the kind of stupid <laughs> hicks of Canada, uh, which is unfair because they're like the nicest people ever. But that's, yeah, I guess that's the one that would really stand out uh, okay, okay. from one place to another. But most Canadians speak the same. They have a Canadian accent, I guess. So I did um, a little, I did a Google, just a Google search and uh, Black Christmas. I didn't realize Black Christmas was a Canadian horror film. I don't the think it's still original? Canada, though. Not it's, set. Uh, yeah, it's, de- it's de- definitely a Canadian film, yeah. Is it? Okay. Yeah, Queen director, uh, Canadian. And also crew. My Bloody Valentine, the original My Bloody Valentine. Mm-hmm. Oh, so those are both two fantastic <laughs> ones. So I'm, I'm going Cube, because Cube is really good. Yeah, I, actually, uh, my trivia and my what watch are all ca- Canada themed. So oh. Steve's one of the shit. The Changeling. That, that's actually what I was gonna say. That's my favorite Canadian horror yeah. film. <laughs> um, Ginger Snaps was on there too. Ginger Snaps, yeah. Yep. I, I, I was a big. It, you didn't like it? I see. I I remembered liking it, and then we revisited it on the mm. podcast like a couple years back, and it didn't hold up as well to me. Yeah, it's 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 it, yeah. It's it, there's kind of a fine line because Canadians and Americans are so like intertwined. Like you'll have movies written, directed, and starred in by Canadians, but is mm-hmm. it really a Canadian movie? I don't know, right? Uh, right. Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters is an example. It's written, directed, and stars two of the Ghostbusters are Canadian. So is it really a Canadian film? I wouldn't think so. I think it's more of an American film. Mm-hmm. But it's all like it's all made by Canadians, so I don't know. There's like a fine line. It's weird. It's set in New York too. Like I, I kind of take that into account as well. Right, but at the same time, that's why I don't think Tusk is a, a Canadian film. I think it's an American mm-hmm. film set in Canada. Right. It's, gotcha. I don't know. It's there's there's a weird fine line. I think North America is so like intertwined together that it's it's complicated because a lot of films film in Canada, right? Because they're yeah. uh, we have a lot of tax benefits that uh do it that way so do you consider Canadian films i don't know not really you know it's it's complicated anyway hey, hey steve, That's steve have you ever been to the dawn of the dead mall in canada i think i've asked this before uh yeah i have it's <sighs> cool. a regular mall yeah it's, it's, i know that but like yeah. is it pretty cool though still i mean it, it's cool if you like know what stores are where but uh-huh. it's not as iconic as the one you know from george romero do they have the uh, coffee thing still uh, not when I went, so no. <laughs> Have you ever been to the Dawn of Dead Mall here in America, Todd? No. Yeah, remember I went yeah. to that con? You've been there? Yeah, remember I went to that con and it was terrible? Oh, that's right. You said it was terrible, right? Yeah, it was garbage. The mall was, like, open and people were just, like, walking in and out of the, like, con area. It was super annoying. Yeah, I forget to, uh, where, where is it located? Monroeville, Pennsylvania. That's right. Mm-hmm. And then Evan City, where Night Living Dead was filmed, is like 20 minutes away from that. Nice. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, it's still cool to go there, especially since it's my favorite movie, but it's changed 40 years, you know? Right. There's like nothing there that's like original. Is there really? Um, The entrances are, like okay. when they're putting the trucks and stuff up, so you can definitely recognize that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then like the flooring hasn't changed, stuff like that. But like JCPenney's not there anymore. Um, I think it's a movie theater yeah. now. The arena is the food court or something, right? Yeah, the ice rink's not there anymore. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, shit, 40 years later, they're not going to keep it. Right. <laughs> right. But the, I heard the uh, automatic staircase is still there, so uh, that's one thing you can look forward to. The escalator? Yeah, the escalator. 
Oh, I got taken down. They have like props of it. Like you can like buy a piece of it. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I mean, the ones in the mall are still there, but the right. JCPenney one is there. Like the one where he slid down. Oh, okay. Yeah, that one's gone. Sucks. Well, time, yeah. So, I mean, it's been yeah. Yeah, 40 years, so. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, her next question is, happy 4th of July. Which horror villain do you think would make for the worst president? <laughs> happy 4th of July to our American listeners, which is... Yes. You know what? Shout out to our international people, because we keep trending on their charts. So, thank you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Once again. Definitely. Worst U.S. president for a villain, or... Like, who, no, which which, pre- which villain would make the worst president? Oh, okay. Jason. Jason? <laughs> Why? Mm. Well, he doesn't talk. Yeah, he's like he's silent. <laughs> At least he not why? Because he wouldn't be able to. He wouldn't be able to work out anything. Exactly. <laughs> Probably Leatherface. Oh, why? Because he's like special needs. <laughs> well, not. Nah. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> no, you know what? Grandpa from Texas Chainsaw. Yeah. Can't even get out of his chair. Um, I don't know. Um, I'll say Freddy because I feel like he'd be very controversial. <laughs> he would be. Clips. I yeah, I agree with Freddy. I think he would shut the fuck up and just like, yeah. yeah. All right, all right. Let's move on to the next one. <laughs> um, last one. If you had to modify someone into an animal for your entertainment, what animal would you modify them into? Modify someone into an animal? Yeah, so oh that's a strange God. one. Like, like, <laughs> that's like, a one. like if you could make someone, oh. like, like Tusk, what would you want to make someone into? That's a... <laughs> I want to talk about Tusk, man. That's a loaded movie. Um, like if I want a pet, I'm gonna have a pet. I don't want like another human I have to deal with. <laughs> like, would you make Joe into a dog? Give him yeah, like whiskers. Kill him. You would kill him. I mean, why do I have to turn him into a dog? You I have. Just... You have to though. Maybe not Joe. Maybe someone else. I don't know. That'd be frightening. Sam would probably cut my tongue out for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Um, let's go hamster. <laughs> yeah, something small. I like the way you're thinking, Todd. Well, I, yeah, I was going the opposite. Human size. Yeah, shrink them down. <laughs> Fine. As I say, giant man-sized hamster and a hamster wheel and everything, and little like the little water sucker. <laughs> I'll throw him some pellets. Get real fucking weird with it. Oh, all right. I'll put a hamster costume on, go hang around. Mm. Be a good time. Okay. I'm going to go with, uh, I turn him into a bat. How? <laughs> I don't know. I create, wing, create wings on them somehow. I mean, they bat. probably wouldn't be able to fly, but, you know. Yeah. And then, like, I'd sharpen their ears. So they'd have, like, the bat ears, you know. They'd kind of be like a little mini Dracula. Like, kind of like, remember Monster Squad? When he's, like, half bat, half human there? After he gets shot into the window? Mm-hmm. Did you guys see that picture of a child-sized bat in, like, China yeah. or something? Or yeah. whatever the fuck it is? Yeah, fine. Yeah. Those things Damn. are huge, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's freaky. Uh, for me, it'd be a chimp, just because it <laughs> wouldn't be so far of a modification. You just stick some hair on him. And... Chimp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got to be pretty mean, though, to turn someone into an animal. Yeah. That's, and like, we'll beyond. Talk, we'll talk about that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's... I think that's meaner than, like, 
Jason and all them. At least they're just killing people. Yeah, it's like a, a person suffering for yeah. us. And Justin Long. Yeah. All right, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to it. More right, margaritas. Uh, <laughs> so thank, thank you, Mandy, for the questions. Next one thank you, Mandy. Comes, comes to us from Carly. She says, if you could swap a horror villain from one franchise to another, which switch would make the most sense? Oh, I mean, probably Jason and Michael. Yeah, that would make the most sense. I don't know if Jason would be successful, like sneaking around suburbia, though. <laughs> I mean, he, I guess he wasn't Jason, um, Jason versus Freddy, Freddy versus Jason, but mm-hmm. he's like a lurker. He lurked around Manhattan, all right. Yeah, but we don't talk about that one. <laughs> what? I love Manhattan. Oh, so terrible. I mean, once he gets to New York, it's great. Yeah, but the lead up on the boat took forever. Yeah. yeah. It did. I have one. Um, Leprechaun and Freddy. <laughs> okay, I like it. <laughs> that would be fun. I Oh, I got a good one. We'll, we'll swap Tusk guy with <laughs> Human Centipede guy. Ooh, oh, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. That's perfect. That's great. Yeah. Scared. Uh, yeah, and I'd probably go like Chucky and Freddy or something. I think Chucky would be fun if he had that kind of power. Mm-hmm. He would just like really fuck with people. Um, all right. So the next one comes to us from Pat. He says, what's the last horror movie that was so awful you turned it off before it was over? Scare Package. I just watched it last week. <laughs> and I hated it. I'm trying to think, because I do this quite often. Probably Kuso for you, no? Kuso? Oh, yeah. fuck that movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, if that... Yeah, I guess so, huh? Because I had, like, no urge to watch any more past that first scene, which is fucking gross. <laughs> <sighs> That's the one with the, like, pimples and... Yeah, yeah, the um, poop on the face and, and stuff. Like, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to think about it. <laughs> yeah, have you felt like later in your life you've gotten like less patient with really bad like horror movies where you like just like I can't. Yeah. yeah. I just don't have any tolerance for like trauma anymore. I, I can't watch trauma anymore. Like, it's hard to get through. Not because they're gross, just because like I don't have time for it. You know. Yeah. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that shit. <laughs> Sam, you got any? You forget the question. I, well, I was engaging in the conversation, but now I'm like, wait, what was the question? Last um, movie you turned off. Yeah, last horror movie. Or movie. Sure, why not? Off. What was the one that we just reviewed that I didn't like? It was like a few weeks Becky? ago. Becky? No. Um, I mean, I always go to this one. Is uh, Shit, what is it? Houses October Built. Part, oh, two? Two. Yeah. We made it through that whole movie, though, I think. I didn't want to, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I tend to always finish a movie just because I always feel that if I don't watch the whole thing, then I can't review it properly. Yeah. But uh, I'm not that forgiving with TV shows <laughs> uh, just because there's such a time suck that if after a few episodes, I'm not into it. I just can't get into it. And that's, uh, for me, the last one was probably Nosferatu. I just really couldn't get into it. And I tried four episodes maybe and i was just the same thing with american horror story the last i didn't watch the last yeah. season because i was just over it but the last few was just like so fucking bad after four episodes i'm like forget it yeah That's yeah we four didn't... hours of your time too yeah 
we didn't finish 89. We we got like halfway through that too, and then we just gave up. All right. Uh, next question and last question. Is, it, is that the first time we've had an email from Pat? Uh, no, it's the second or third time. Cool. Thanks, Pat. Yeah. Uh, um, all right. His last question. Which horror movie did you think was so good you would like to see an extended cut released for an additional hour, and what would you like to see added? Ooh, extra hour. Ooh. Ooh. They just released the director's cut of Midsummer, like, I think on Blu-ray? I was reading. 4K. 4K, yeah. The 4K, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, you know what? I'm going to go with that one, because I, I think I've been saving it to see the director's cut. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't seen the director's cut. I'm excited to check it out. Yeah. I think I'm, you know what? I'm going to order that right now. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, I mean, I don't know. That's a tough one. I mean, The Shining is like my favorite horror movie ever. So, like, an extra hour of maybe. Hour this... what, though? I, that's that. what I was trying to think of. I'm like, I don't know. Like, the movie's already kind of long. So. Yeah, you don't want to out, you know, out to your welcome with that. Right. It's his choice. Todd. Well, I'm trying to help him. Like, I'm going to choose Halloween, and you're like, an hour of what? Like An hour of what, though? Him walking around? <laughs> okay, so it could be 20 minutes him walking around, maybe 30 minutes of, like, some Halloween activity shot, some B-roll of the fall weather, and then the last can just be a following Lori around for a bit. What about Lori doing, like, an exercise bike or something? Because guys <laughs> think she's too smart. And then Tommy getting a new pumpkin because those bullies tripped him. Oh. I hate that scene still, man. Fuck those guys. <laughs> Poor Tommy. I think I would add an extra hour to Salem's lot because it wasn't long enough. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> but an extra hour of the beginning stuff. Uh. Um, yeah, I'm kind of like where, where Joe was, uh, but for me it was Dr. Sleep. I, I would yeah. like to see another hour, and actually I think they did get an extended cut that's released on HBO Max recently. Yeah, I saw that. Mm-hmm. And, I haven't watched uh, No, me neither. But what I would like to see is more about Rose the Hat's group. Uh, I feel that they were a little bit underdeveloped, and I would like to see kind of what their deal is and what they can do and that kind of stuff a little bit more. Uh, I'm really glad, though, Steve, that they didn't include why they wanted the girls so bad, how they were sick. I thought that was always kind of weird. Remember, um, they got, like, the measles or some shit. Oh, like that's that. right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Which didn't make any sense in the book because right. they've been doing it for, like, 300 years or some shit. Yeah. And they just got sick. Like, there's HIV. There's everything. <laughs> right. So, like, I don't know. But, yeah. Uh, and that's all the questions we got this week. So, thank you very much for your questions. We can't do this segment without it. Thank you. Cool. Thank you. What watched? I suppose. Yes. <laughs> well, I like making it a question. <laughs> All right. I shall go. Because I watched movies this time. All right. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Fantasy Island 2020. Oh, no. Terrible. Oh, I, I could have said I didn't finish this movie. Because yeah. I didn't finish this movie. Um, you didn't need to. Actually, that's not true. I skipped to like the last 10 minutes. Uh, Fantasy Island is about a group of people that go to an island where they can allegedly fulfill all your fantasies and your needs and everything. So you tell a guy what you like. He sets up like a scenario. One guy wants to be a soldier, which is a stupid fucking story. Another girl wants like another night with her ex-almost-fiance because she rejected him and her life sucks now because of it and things like that. 
Um, but I, oof, boy, like I just couldn't get in this movie at all. I thought the acting was a little iffy. Uh, the story was iffy. I didn't like Michael Pena, and I love Michael Pena, but I did not like him in this. And the twist at the end is just weak as shit, and I did not like it at all. So definitely bottom ten or bottom five of the year. I agree. Who do you think you are? No. Yeah, Sam, no, Sam, you kind of liked it, though. You were definitely I mean, more I positive. I didn't hate on. it. I wasn't like, it wasn't. The characters are all, like, cardboard cutouts, man, of, like, yeah. of, like the traditional was, people. It was just, like, it was just so unfocused. Like, it didn't know what it wanted to I do. I only liked it because it had Lucy Hale. That's the only reason I liked it. Which one's that? The main character. Oh, the blonde girl? Yeah. Okay. She's hot. She is. She's gonna be on another show on the CW, and I'm counting on it to not be that great. But that's oh. okay. I'll still watch. All right. Well, a little tease for horror news. There's a show coming on the CW that I'm actually very excited about, and I never thought I'd say that. What is it? It's a tease for horror news. It's what? Oh, it's fine. a tease for horror news coming up. <laughs> Yawn. <laughs> oh, wow. All right. I have some. I have some news too. You do. All right. But yeah, Fantasy Island, terrible, <laughs> terrible, definitely. It's in also in my bottom five for sure. Sucks. Yeah, I I remember. I thought we were. I was considering maybe us doing it for the pod, but then after we watched it, I was like, oh hell no. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of would be a fun one to discuss though, because there's just so much fucking going on in it. Yeah, but you're perfect, like unfocused the entire time. Oh yeah, like well, party like, movie or war yeah. movie or yeah, action. Yeah. I forget about the, like, cheesy... There's, like, vibe. five different genres in the one movie. It's so weird, yeah. I did appreciate the Asian brother and the white brother, how they had that little comedy duo going. Mm-hmm. Other than that, yeah, it fell flat. Mm. All right, I'll go next. Uh, my first one to... No- I got a couple of really fucking weird ones tonight, guys. Um, I just... I don't know why, but I just... It wasn't intentional, but I just got into two really bizarre movies this week. Uh, the first one being uh, from 2005, and that this one is called Feed. Uh, this one is it's about this uh, guy who uh, it's well, it's an Australian horror movie. So the movie, you know, we start in Australia. We are following around a uh, police officer uh, and his partner. Um, they work in the cyber crimes unit. And uh, while they are, you know, they're kind of researching cyber crimes and stuff, and they come across um, a website about a uh, guy who likes to overfeed basically women uh, and, like, basically basically feed them to death. Uh, so then we kind of jump over to this guy um, where we have this, like, six or to 800-pound woman, woman just, like, laying in bed completely naked and uh, he has, like, a bunch of fast food, like, cheeseburgers and stuff like that. And he's just, like, feeding, like, force-feeding her, like, all this food. And he gets, like, sexual gratification out of it. And, like, the woman does, too. Um, so, yeah, super fucking weird. Um, and, yeah, so basically this cop it flies over to America to try to catch uh, this guy. And, uh, yeah, that's kind of, like, how the whole movie goes. It's just, like, a cat and mouse game and uh <laughs> you get some really fucking weird shit in this um it's an interesting premise but it's so rough around the edges um 
there's just like this terrible the cinematography is just terrible in this movie the like the they use like these weird color like yellows and just like really like faded yellows and it just looks like shit um and then it's it's just really low budget and it's just just really really rough so i i would not recommend this one but if you're want to see something really fucking weird i mean if it may be worth a watch for you sam did you watch anything don't mock me <laughs> i'll take that as a note you did we watched, oh yeah did. well we start did we already talk about we started season two on twilight nope. on, the, on the podcast i can't remember um so we started season two of the twilight zone um we have one more episode to go i am gonna have to reflect on this a little bit more but i might be a fan of season one more than season two i think joe feels the opposite i do um so yeah if you can check it out check it out it's on uh cbs all access yes access um and then yeah i guess i'll wait for my other one any any standout episodes um yeah there's a few there's one where i'm trying to think um it had um shit what's his name ethan Embry in it yes um he did a really good job so it was an episode of where he's an actor trying to get like bigger jobs but he just can't book anything and his girlfriend gets frustrated because they're pretty much living paycheck to paycheck and their electricity gets cut off because he didn't pay the bills um, since he's not making any money. So he decides to go rob a bank and spoiler alert if you guys watch it. Um, so he ends up trying to rob a bank and then something happens to where he he makes eye contact. Yeah, he makes eye, eye contact and he goes into whoever's body that he makes the eye contact with. So when he's robbing this bank, it just happens like he's never done it before. He goes into the woman's body that he's trying to get the money from. And then it goes to the cop and like he's jumping all sorts of bodies and stuff. And he, it's just, that's probably maybe my favorite episode because um, I was worried that Ethan was only in it for the first five minutes, but he did so great at acting all these parts. Like he just did a really amazing job. Um, right. And those people jump into his body. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That sounds cool. It's yeah, really it's cool. cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's really like entertaining. It's a shame that he hasn't been bigger. I mean, I know he gets a lot of like horror movie stuff. Said, but I feel like with him being in the Twilight Zone, that I hope it will continue to get him more like mainstream stuff again. Well, he he was in The Walking Dead for like one episode. Do what? Is, he was in The Walking Dead for like one episode, which sucks because I thought he'd be a character. Really? I'm gonna yeah. have to watch. I stopped watching The Walking Dead like season four or five maybe i feel like four it was right when negan killed glenn mm. um so i might just have to watch it just for ethan for that episode i'm surprised you didn't talk about um the craft style episode this season yeah so. but that one was just kind of like that's like a, a t- more of a teen episode where like the ethan was like a good yeah good one. i think the ethan one was probably my favorite of season two but I also i gotta give props to episode six which is called eight and it is about a uh team of scientists uh i don't really know where they are but they're you know it's kind of set like think sort of like alien 
or something like that, but they um, are doing like research and there's like this giant, like not giant, but like an octopus that comes and like the octopus, like basically like attacks the crew and it's really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Very, very but yeah, cool. I think season two is, is superior to season one. Um, season one, they got a little too heavy handed with like the uh, like social comment commentary and political stuff. Whereas this season um, felt more like Twilight Zone, where it was just like straight sci-fi. So that's why I enjoyed this season more. You fell asleep on all the episodes. No, I did not. <laughs> He's working graveyard. Grab some slack. Excuse me. Oh, Todd coming to the defense. I like it. Graveyard <laughs> sucks. Todd, I work two jobs, so I don't want to hear it. You know what? Graveyard's terrible. Joe chose it. that himself he did choose, <laughs> choose that i remember i'm like graveyard sucks he's like yeah he did he did his yeah 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 steven uh, all right with a ph uh, yeah with a PH. sorry the right way um so this week i picked three canadian films as my one second one second. one second does it make you mad when we call you steve with a v no, because Steve doesn't isn't with a PH. Steve isn't with a PH. I would call you Steph. Like, I yeah, like, no. eh. when I started messaging Steve, I was like, I wonder if he gets mad. But I was like, yeah, you can't do Steve with a PH. So yeah, no, no, no. Like the only person who calls me Steven is my mom, which is mad. So yeah, no one. Everyone calls me Steve. Steven Jedediah Alvin Wood, get over here. Uh, yeah, so this is an all-Canadian edition of What Watch For Me this week. Uh, the first one is actually from a director that we've interviewed on the show before, and that's Bruce McDonald. Uh, and it's his f- first film, first horror film anyway, uh, Pontypool. Um, so this is about a radio show host uh, played by Stephen McCaddy in a small town in Pontypool, Ontario, who is doing his regular radio show and all of a sudden a zombie apocalypse breaks out and it kind of plays over him and someone else at the uh, radio station kind of dealing with the zombie apocalypse and trying to report on it as the thing is coming uh, together. And the whole story takes place in this like radio station and you find out at the end that they're not like regular zombies, their language zombies which is super fucking weird and honestly i really didn't like it um i would have preferred it to be a straight up zombie film and see it from the perspective of the media who's kind of had to deal with uh reporting it but it got really weird with the whole language thing and what, what uh, is that what explain the language thing i don't it's it's i don't know it, it's really really strange it's I watched it like three months ago, but it's it's something like if you speak a certain way or there's certain notes, then that's what makes the zombies attack you. Huh. Whereas it's it's a really weird twist that I just did not get behind. Um, but I know a lot of people love this movie. I just didn't like it personally. I thought it was a weird twist, and I would have preferred it to be a straight up just crazy zombie. So yeah, cool. All right. Okay. Uh, who Framed Roger Rabbit? No, I did watch that one. That movie's scary in its own right, but that's not my next one. Huh? Great movie. It is. Mm-hmm. And when freaking Christopher Lloyd turns tune, it's freaking terrifying. Yeah, it is terrifying, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but no, my next one is Open Water 3 Cage Dive. Um, 
basically it's the same premise as open water one and two where they're out on the water and then they get left behind but this one is they're on a, a shark diving or a shark cage dive tour in australia uh there's three american people and when they're in the cage a rogue wave comes and knocks the boat over so everyone's you know in the water and the sharks are eating them um and then they just have to you know they drift in the water for an hour and a half trying not to eat and um anything with sharks in it i you know put up a couple points because i'm you know very afraid of sharks and this one's actually pretty good open water 2 is probably my favorite out of the trilogy um, but this one is pretty good as well it's got some good scares in it um, the cgi isn't terrible it's not great but it's also not overused which is nice um, a lot of kills happen underwater like they get yanked down which is good because it's a shark film um and then you got like the, the traditional like ah oh, something brushed my leg and they start freaking out and stuff like that but they threw in a love triangle into this one which makes things a little bit worse because like you're mad at each other but you gotta like share a, a, like a little like um life preserver so you're all pissed off at each other because this guy banged your girlfriend um but there is also a very stupid moment where they could be saved but this girl burns her life um uh, a freaking a little lifeboat because she shoots a flare inside of it which is dumb as shit but yeah cage cage dive uh, open water part three pretty cool all right uh my next one is from 2009 and it is called the hills run red uh i decided to check this one out because for some reason it's gotten like a lot of buzz lately um and i know it just got a i believe blu-ray release I'm not mistaken. Factory did it, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I decided to check it out because I saw a lot of people saying they like had a lot of love for it and stuff like that. Uh, basically, what this one is about is about uh, a group of horror fans, basically. Um, one kid in particular who is like obsessed with this horror movie called The Hills Run Red that some people consider like the scariest movie of all time type thing. Um, but um, the movie like is really hard to find apparently kind of think like uh john carpenter's cigarette burns if anyone's ever seen that where like it's like the movie everyone's kind of like wanting to check out and it's like you, you know like a holy grail type find or something so basically the kid's obsessed he's trying to find this movie and uh he ends up finding um like the director's daughter or something like that and uh she's like well it might be at my dad's house so they go there and what we find out is that the killer from the movie is like real in real life and basically uh it's like he wears like this baby face doll type mask and um from there it just turns into your typical slasher movie uh i honestly did not enjoy this one uh very much uh you know it has some decent kills here and there but my main issue is is that honestly the acting is quite terrible um it's very low budget and it's just like weak to me I, it's just very cookie cutter like nothing really new doesn't really add anything um, to the slasher genre. So, um, yeah, I really don't understand the love on this one. And, uh, yeah, wasn't a fan. I agree. You better. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we started season two of Nosferatu. And I think we've only gotten into maybe two or three episodes. I think two. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really know how I feel about it just yet. Because they jumped five years ahead, and I really hate when shows do that, especially when you decide to do that for your your second season. I don't know. I just feel like it's maybe because they... I don't fucking know. 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I'm surprised you got through season one. I, I just, I couldn't. What? I didn't like it at all. I thought it got better as it went, but I will say, it like... It took me a few episodes. Yeah. Do you remember how I wasn't crazy about yeah. it at first? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not crazy about the show in general, but for me, it's just, like, it's okay enough that I can continue on with it. Um, but I'm, I'm not, like, excited to watch it every yeah. week. Well, you know why? Because it's in the mid-butt crack of summer, which I think <laughs> they should release this around... <laughs> they crack. should release this in winter. Like, I was telling Joe, I'm like, they would get so much publicity for everyone posting this on instagram like watching with their spooky trees lit up like it would be such a great show to watch during christmas i think not like in june and july like who is at home right now well yeah. you're are at home because you're quarantining <laughs> but you know what i mean yeah well for those who don't watch the show like the a lot of the oh, show yeah. centers christmas, centers sorry. around christmas land which is like where like all the vampires live so yeah yeah All right. Um, and that's so my, my eight-year-old review with Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Sam. Uh, I forgot to mention that Pool was on Prime, so if you want to watch it. Uh, so my next one is another Canadian film. I'm not going to go too much in- into this one because you guys reviewed it on the podcast before uh, I was on it. And that's uh, Ginger Snaps, another Canadian film. I saw this one on Tubi. Uh, basically about two death-obsessed teen sisters, and one of them turns into a werewolf. Ooh, uh, I'm the basic to hear what you think, so shut up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I find the film builds up really nicely. I really, I was really invested into the story of the two sisters uh, because they're kind of two like kind of horror fans, so that I saw a lot of similarities between them and myself. But I feel the film doesn't stick the landing. Um, I don't really love the whole werewolf thing in the film, uh, even though it does create some good kills and some good gore. I would have preferred kind of seeing the two sisters going through life without the fantasy stuff. Uh, maybe they start being killers because they find that they're not getting their horror fix as strong as they would like or something like that. Uh, I think the werewolf thing kind of ruins the movie a little bit, and that's kind of what the movie's about, so... Uh, overall, I enjoyed it, but I didn't love it. I just thought that the characters were interesting, but the story could have gone in a better direction. So I would say watch it, but don't expect too much out of it. Well, then. I, I also do not like that movie. Agreed. Sorry, Sammy. I mean, I'm not, like, obsessed, but I, I wouldn't fold laundry. <laughs> I mean, it's considered like a cla- a horror, like a classic in, yeah. amongst the genre fans, so it, yeah. it definitely has a fan base. Yeah, like Jennifer's body. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, my third and final one is a 2020. Well, yeah, 2020 for us. It came out in Europe on like a festival, so we don't count those. So, Yummy is a Belgium horror film. My first Belgium horror movie I think I've seen. And the title is terrible. It is actually called Yummy. And it is about a boyfriend-girlfriend and their mom. Uh, they are taking the young younger lady to a um, plastic surgeon because she wants a breast re- uh, reduction. Um, because, like, guys constantly look, look at her big boobs and stuff. And, you know, cat collar and stuff like that. Kind of a strange setup, but whatever. And then yeah. we go to this... Um, we go to this 
big ass hospital where just people are walking around getting all sorts of things, tummy tucks, uh, boobs, stuff like that. Um, but it comes, you know, it comes to fruition that there's a zombie outbreak in the hospital, and it's because they were doing some experimental like de-aging slash um, rejuvenation kind of thing, and it turns people into zombies. And um, I loved it, you know, say the least. It's a, it's in my top ten. However, you got to go into it. It's it's kind of hard though because zombies are so played out. Um, but what it does right, it has really good comedy, but not in your face comedy. Like there's not there's no one liners. The way to describe it is the boyfriend is so incompetent, but it's not he doesn't know it, and they don't play it like he is. Like he'll make simple mistakes that lead to like giant issues. For example, he has a homemade bomb that he sets off. Um, which kills a lot of zombies, but leads to more getting out and spreading the virus. Um, he hits a zombie, but accidentally kills someone else in the process. So things like that. So the comedy is really well done. The gore is amazing. There's no CGI. There's a lot of intestines. There's a lot of, I mean, a dick got lit on fire. Oh. A, di- a, a dick got ripped off. Um, a lot of good stuff like that. So Yummy, very bad title, but it's on Shutter for America right now. So I would highly recommend it. Okay, my question is, so I know you also said Blood Quantum was also in your top ten for this year. Which one was better out of the two zombie movies? Yeah, Yummy was more consistent. I know Blood Quantum kind of jumped around a bit with, like, what it wanted to be. So I would go with Yummy. Okay, cool. I'll have to check it out. All right, my my last one for tonight is definitely the weirdest one of the week, and that's saying something because Feed was fucking weird. Um... I didn't mention also, uh, also during feed, there's a scene where he's feeding her the cheeseburgers and jerking off while he's feeding her the cheeseburgers. So That's weird. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, but all right, well, let's get into something really fucking weird. Uh, this one is from 2015, and it is called Cat Sick Blues. Uh, this movie is really something. Uh, so basically the plot is, uh, so we kind of have like two different plots, but they inter- they connect together at one point. So um, the first part is we follow this woman who is a uh, famous YouTuber. Um, she's not the famous YouTuber. She has a cat, basically. She makes cat videos, and her cat is basically uh, the celebrity of this, uh, you know, of these videos. And uh, basically what happens with her is uh, she has a crazed fan that comes in and um i'll say trigger warning for sure there are a couple of rape scenes in this movie so um you know if that's something that might trigger you i definitely would not recommend it to you um but basically she gets raped uh her cat also gets murdered in the process and thrown out the window um (laughs) which is it's just like wild and very disturbing uh especially the rape scene uh and so basically after this she's kind of like you know obviously really just down and everything so she ends up going to a uh grieving uh grieving counseling with people who have also lost their animals and she um meets this guy ted who we find out um through uh jumping over to his storyline is that he is a serial killer but he um his cat also died and basically what he is trying to do is he is killing um people um to he's basically trying to kill people to gain their nine lives to bring his cat back to life 
Um, he dresses like a cat when he kills people. So he wears this um, cat mask um, along with these claws. And he also had a cat dildo made um, that he wears. It's like this, like, you know, foot-long um, dildo that looks like a cat penis. It's got, like, spikes on it and shit like that, which he does end up, you know, doing sexual things to his victims with. Um, this movie is fucking out there. It's really bizarre, but I actually enjoyed it. I actually thought it was, um, it's, I give it extreme points for originality because I've never seen, seen anything like this. Um, it's definitely low budget, um, a little rough around the edges, but overall, um, I think a pretty good movie and a pretty good slasher movie. Um, there's some great kills in here, some great gore, um, like I said, I think the rape scenes were pretty unnecessary and they didn't really um, move the story along that much. I think it could have been done without, especially like, you know, I think they could have, the guy could have just like killed her cat and that could have kind of been how the story progressed. But overall, I would recommend this one. Why are you watching all the weird stuff? Joe? <laughs> I, it wasn't intentional, but I just, in horror groups, like those two movies came up in the same week. So I, I wrote them down and I decided to both watch them. Does does he put his cat penis in her rapist? Um, he does not. That actually, uh, missed that, opportunity. Yeah, I will say missed opportunity. Um, with that, with the rapist altogether. Um, he rapes her, and then you never see him again until the very end of the movie, and you see his fate. All right, uh, Sam, you have any other one? Uh, I don't believe so. All right. Um, my final one this week is the last Canadian film. This one's directed by the Soska twins, and that's American Mary, which I watched on Tubi. Um, so basically, American Mary is about a woman who is a medical student, and she's looking to make more money. So she starts doing an underground surgeries for body modification, which turns into really extreme um, kind of alterations to people that uh, really leads her down into a rabbit hole of crime and sex and murder. Um, I, I like this film. Uh, it's, I think it's the best of the social sisters uh, films. There's some really cool body modification scenes. Uh, there's a character like she, that acts as her best friend who's trying to be Betty Boop. And when I first saw her, I thought she would be a character I would absolutely really despise because she's kind of like has a really high pitched voice, and really annoying. But that turned out to be my favorite character in the film. I don't know. There's something about her that just I thought was really cool. And I think the makeup on her was really great. Uh, I think the movie overall is pretty good, but the last act fell apart a little bit. It's like they really want to make this a horror film. And they tried to go a little bit too far with where they went with the Mary character. Uh, I would still recommend it as a film, but I would say be a little like cautious, cautious with the film because it does fall apart a little bit, in my opinion, at the end. So that's my thoughts on it. I agree. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to watch it. Now that's on Tubi, I'm going to watch it finally. Rob, you haven't seen it? No, I have not. Well, then. It's, when I yeah, pick, it, it's solid. I would agree with Steve's. I think I'm going to watch Cat Sick Blues, too. That sounds 
I think you should, man. Me too. (laughs) It's really fucking something. It's, like I said, it's original, man. Like, and I'll give it that. Like, it, there's definitely some weird shit in it, but it is, it is original. And that's what I enjoyed about it. And I already have two more to talk about for next week. I'm on a roll here. All right. All right. Why didn't you tell me we're supposed to watch something? I know. We need to step our game up. We're always saying no. (laughs) All right. That's it for what watched, huh? Horror news? Sure. Sure. We can go into horror news. All righty. Horror news, ladies and gentlemen. All righty. All righty. Hold on. Just pulling it up. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Uh, First bit of news here. We'll just jump uh, into another movie that has been pushed back due to this pandemic. As uh, The Conjuring 3 is likely to be delayed by New Line Cinema. Um, It was originally slated to be coming out uh, September 11th, 2020, but they have slotted it out of this year to 2021. So, unfortunately, we will have to wait a little longer to see uh, The Conjuring 3. The devil made me do it. So, yeah, my definitely. 2020 list is really pathetic right now. So yeah, it's gonna be a weird. It's gonna be a really weird top ten because like I was like thinking about it. I'm like, there's gonna be movies in there that probably like were are like six out of ten movies, you know? Yeah, yeah I'm a the lot same of way. Like yeah. yeah, exactly. We're I'm, we're like midway through the year and I have sixes in my fucking <laughs> top ten. You know? Right. Terrible. Yeah, like, sixes at, in like, your bottom five too. As you much as like, right. as much as we bash like the hunt, it would probably make my top ten like this Ugh. year. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what? Like, you know what's a and Becky would probably make my top ten too. Right? You know what's a perfect one to home release though is the freaking Quiet Place, man. You yeah. Put it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They just know they could make so much. I mean, the movie right. gets exactly. so, That's so exactly. successful yeah. that they can like hold out. I think you know Candyman would be a good one to maybe release at home. But I don't know. I guess that one has so much hype. I thought they were. Was kind of. Are they releasing it? Oh yeah, maybe. Yeah. I you know what? I might have said. I might have said that that they were talking about a home release. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think they're doing a simultaneous home release slash theater release if they can. Yeah. So well, yeah. All right. Uh, a couple of Blu-ray announcements for our horror collectors out there. As this one is pretty cool. As uh. Lionsgate is bringing 1989's Little Monsters to Blu-ray as part of uh, the Vestron Video Collector series. Um, I personally loved this movie growing up. Big fan. Howie Mandel as Maurice. Just a great character. Did I, Have you guys seen this one? Todd and Steve or Sam? Yeah. Little Monsters? Yeah. That's yeah, freaking it's disturbing. <laughs> it is. It really is. The ending is, like, terrifying. Yeah, that's, it's definitely goes from kid territory to adult territory pretty quick. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but, yeah, this one is going to be getting released in September. So if you are a fan, it will be heading to Blu-ray. Steve, have you ever seen this one? I, I really liked it. I uh, love Howie Mandel. I, I think it's a great, like, kid's intro to horror, and, uh, yeah, it's awesome. Okay, awesome. All right, well, moving on to our, another release coming out. Um Psycho and the Birds for you, uh, Alfred Hitchcock fans, is getting the 4K treatment. Um, Dawn of the Discs will be bringing that um, to the world uh, as part of the Alfred Hitchcock Classics Collection. Uh, Also, Rear Window and Vertigo are also going to be part of this four-pack release. 
Um, no more details um, are coming. It hasn't been announced as a release date yet, but keep an eye on that. Uh, head over to Dawn of the Discs website for that one. But that one's really cool. A 4K four-pack for you 4K fans. Um, and then uh, the last bit of uh, Blu-ray news here. This is probably the big one I know a lot of you guys will be excited about as Rob Zombie's Firefly Trilogy, of course, House of a Thousand Corpses, Devil's Rejects, and um, Three from Hell is getting an exclusive steel ba- steel, uh, Steelbook Blu-ray release uh, this September. It is going to be a Target exclusive um, a really uh, beautiful looking, honestly, uh, Blu-ray. But you can pre-order your copy already on Target's website for $29.99. It will be released on September 8th. I'm sure that's something maybe you will be picking up, Todd, for sure. I know it's one of your favorites. Uh, I zoned out. <laughs> what was, I just heard beautiful Blu-ray. What was the title? Um, the um, Target exclusive uh, Firefly Trilogy uh steelbook oh actually no i'm not gonna pick this up no i know because no, it has the wolfman on the cover and he's not even an important character well i'm not i'm looking at something different here todd i'm gonna have to send you um the screenshot of what it looks like maybe there's different versions but the one that rob zombie tweeted or instagram or whatever the fuck had the wolfman on the cover i was like i don't even like that guy just sent you a picture so right, let me look let you let me know what you think of this this one here. Steve, will you be picking it up? Yeah, probably. Uh, honestly, it's I really love, you know, two out of three of the films. And uh, I think it's a good price. So, yeah, I think it's going to be something I'd see myself picking up in the near future. Yeah, it's got the Wolfman around the cover. Oh, okay. I know you're t- Okay, never mind. Whatever, I forgot, midnight, like, whatever. I forgot who we were talking, the wolf, who the Wolfman was there for a second, so... They need yeah. to have Sid Haig in the front and then Bill and what's it, Sherry Moon on the sides. Yeah, that's true. I agree with you on that one, actually. Right. I'll probably look and see if it has any good extras. Otherwise, I'll probably skip. Okay. Are you going to get it, Joe? I won't, just because I, co- I, I, I don't really collect physical media. I focus on my figures and stuff like that. So. <laughs> oh, Sam rolling their eyes at me. <laughs> no, I rolled them to the back of my head to oh. where my head is now hurting and I can't stop doing oh it. Oh my god. <laughs> you look like the Undertaker. I did? Yes. <laughs> Can you wow. see the whites of my eyes right now? Or are my eyes closed? I don't hold on. I'm do that again. No, because you're gonna take a picture. <laughs> this is good oh, radio one. right here. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So uh all right. Just a couple more pieces of news tonight. Um I this one, I think a lot of uh, you Romero fans will be excited about, as Romero's long-lost film, The Amusement Park, is going to be finally getting a release. Uh, recently discovered and restored 46 years after its completion by the George A. Romero Foundation, um, it has been restored to uh, in 4K. Um, it is going to be um, getting released. I'm trying to f- see... I do not see, like, who is going to be releasing this one, but, oh, okay, it's going to be sold by Yellow Veil Pictures, so if you want to pick this out, uh, The Amusement Park stars Martin's Lincoln Mazel as an elderly man who finds himself disoriented and increasingly isolated as the pains, tragedies, and humiliations of aging in America are manifested 
through roller coasters and chaotic crowds. So sounds pretty interesting. Um, yeah, it's I mean a Romero Wasp movie that's pretty cool. Forty six years later, it's finally going to see the light of day. So I'm sure uh, if you're a Romero fan, I would say this is a must pick up for you. Pumped. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be cool. I mean, it's not a horror movie though. Have you pre-ordered it? I have not. And he's got that book coming out too that was like a script that they turned into a book. I think that comes out. Hey, you know, it might be out already. Mm-hmm. But no, I got to pre-order that for sure. All right. And the last bit of news here is what I teased earlier as uh, the CW is going to be releasing uh, a summer reality series called Killer Camp that pays tribute to 1980s slasher movies. So this has actually already aired over in the UK. It is a British show but they are bringing it to America. Uh, it is going to be uh, a five-part competition series that will premiere on the CW Thursday, July 16th at 8 p.m. So uh, in the series, 11 British strangers are shocked to discover they are not going on a fun new reality show called Summer Camp, but actually participating in a horror whodunit called Killer Camp. Each night, someone will be murdered as they must determine who the secret murderer is amongst them. The object of the game is to earn cash while avoiding being killed and therefore eliminated from the game. The murderer will bump off their fellow campers in ever more extreme, hilarious, and inventive ways. It's the job of the innocents to work out who is responsible before it's too late. The killer will eliminate an innocent every night, assisted by the evil camp handyman, Bruce, who actually executes the bloody, hilarious death scenes. Um, So yeah, sounds like it could be... Sounds like it could be a fun one, and I'll be checking it out. And that is it for horror news this week. I have some news. Oh, okay. Sam's got some horror news. Oh. Shia LaBeouf is coming out with a new movie. Is it horror? No. <laughs> okay. What's it called? I don't know. Oh, you my just God. Keep up with the Shia La- <laughs> you have to keep up with the Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. I was going to send you guys um a trailer last night of it, but I didn't. It looks good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you need to know. All righty then. <laughs> all right. Well, I, I guess that is it for hard news then this week. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I need to wash that out of my brain with some Deadly Grounds coffee. Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. There's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds coffee is my guilty pleasure. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. All right, let's do trivia. All right. All right. Trivia time. All right, trivia folks, let's do it. Let's do it. The points right now, we have Sam with 27 points, Joe with 32 points, Steve with 41, and your reigning champion, Todd, with 46 points. Dang! I got to sit up for this. What is the point? Get him his prize and let's just start this all over. Wow. It's like when I won Disney trivia and I don't even fucking like Disney movies. Well, we need some uh, listeners to send in, like, three-point questions. No, so that's right. not allowed. Catch up. <laughs> if I get them, then you're fucked. 
Yeah, maybe if we stopped with the fucking seven heaven questions, like I don't think <laughs> heaven. <laughs> All right, who's starting? Well, I'll start. I'll start. What you guys don't know is the thing is I I gear my questions towards Todd because if he wins, we have a deal of I don't have to pay the money. Oh, but there's yeah. also more stipulations to that deal, Sam. We'll discuss later. All right. All right. Uh, I'll start. All right. Hit it. All right. So for this week, all Canadian horror trivia questions. Fuck. Oh. Uh, But don't worry. They're not Canadian geography because I learned you guys suck at that. (laughs) You guys were 0 for 4. It was embarrassing. Um, (laughs) What is the answer to that anyway? So, so just for the listeners, so I asked them by chat, just out of curiosity, name me one Canadian city, one, second biggest country in the world that doesn't have my landmass, Steve. Let's not get my landmass, right? right. But still, we got a lot of cities in Canada, you know. So I asked them, name me one city that never had an NHL team, basically, because I know people know the NHL team cities because they're bigger cities. And the I got four answers. I got Montreal, which has the best hockey team ever. Quebec, which had the Quebec Nordiques. Nor- Nordics? Nordiques, yeah. It was a hockey team for like 40 years. <laughs> um, I got Manitoba, which is a province similar to an American state. And I got Amsterdam, which I don't know where the fuck <laughs> that came from. I, I, get, I get them confused. <laughs> so, over oh, oh 4. <laughs> um, anyway, so this is actually horror uh, Canadian films. So, you ready? Yes. Did it. In the changeling, God. What two colors can you find on the ball that haunts George C. Scott's character? I blue need both colors and, to be correct. Blue and green. Red and blue. Red and black. And you are all incorrect. Black. It's red and uh, yellow, isn't it? No, neither. Um, no, it was actually red and white, like the candy flag. Oh, makes sense. Okay. <laughs> Okay. All right. All right. Well, I'll go next because my theme this week is all Fourth of July horror themed trivia. All right. All right. Shoot. Okay. First question. What is the name of the hooked killer? And I know what you did last summer. Uh, the the fisherman wharf Harry. killer. <laughs> Harry. No. What did you say, Todd? The fisherman wolf killer? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, uh, the fi- I said, like, the, I'm the fisherman. Uh, no. I have no. I have no idea. His name was Ben Willis. Oh, shit. I would never catch that one. Mm. I don't like that movie. It's okay. But, yeah, I mean, I feel like it's people, like, rate it Just very highly. Don't start. <laughs> Jennifer Love, huge tits. I mean, it's like, it was basically like Scream Light. It came out like right after Scream, like they were trying to ride the coattails and... Yeah. (laughs) Sammer? Alrighty. Are you guys ready? Yep. (laughs) Yes. Alright. So... Um... (laughs) Just just (laughs) kiss you. You know what... Okay. Tell me what this quote is from. You know the quote first, though. <laughs> yeah, I sure do. And I'm going to read it 
in a non, what do you call it? Monotone voice. I'm going to read it monotone so you don't know. Okay. What are you waiting for? I know you all sound. Jennifer, of you, it's character. Whatever, Joe. Oh, I said it too. Steve? Uh, I, I'll, I'll, I'll to check the tape. Talk, so. right. I'm pretty sure I got that point. I think so too, but I'll check all the right, tape. All right, but... all right. What is the name of the ship in Alien? Nostromo. Nostromo, yeah. Yes, sir, Joe. Joe, yeah. Thank you, thank you. All right. How many people die in the original Black Christmas? Ooh. Do we have to be the exact? Five. Yes, we have to be exact. No. Be exact. Okay, we're going with seven. No. Three. No. Uh, it's actually eight. Oh. We'll give it to me. Pretty high body. <laughs> I remember it was a pretty high body count. Yeah. Pretty cool. Man, we're fucking sucking this up for Joe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Jeez. All right. My next one is a tagline. Mm. All right. Are you ready? Yep. Yes. They're back from the grave and ready to party. Return Living Dead. Correct. Yay. A, f- a Fourth of July movie people don't think of, really. Yeah, it just says it when these they're going to the military guy's house, huh? Yeah. Well, yeah, because it... When it opens, it says it takes place July 3rd, but then the movie obviously goes overnight, so we creep into July 4th. I'll give you a bonus point, guys. Ooh. If you can tell me what state that movie takes place in. Kentucky. Sam got the point. Sam. Filmed in California, of course. All right. Uh, Sam. Alrighty. Yes, okay. we're ready. So mine's also a tagline. Okay. You know the tagline. Yep. <laughs> ready? Yes. Yes. Some secrets will haunt you forever. Ooh. Some secrets will haunt you forever. Some secrets. Is there a comma in there somewhere? I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say I still know what you did last summer. You already knew that, Joe. No, because I was sensing a theme. <laughs> Damn it. Was that it? Yeah. Oh, it. my God. They got really like a code. I feel collusion. I know. Seriously, they got like a code going on. <laughs> yeah. I started with the three kisses. <laughs> oh. All right. All right. It's my turn, is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is. Yep. All right. In Rob Zombie's 31, and I added in here a terrible movie. <laughs> yeah. Bye. What? What'd you say? Bye. Whatever. What does everyone want in hell? Popcorn. You got it. Good job. Sam with two tonight. Sammy. Nice. I don't understand that quote personally. Like, is that like it's a, a terrible quote? Is it an inside joke or something? Or Sam, I feel like you would know more about the movie since you're friends with the gentleman that made the documentary. <laughs> um, I actually don't know. No. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, or do I in a secret club? Oh. Oh. Well, you can keep That's, that secret club. I'm just joking. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My final question for tonight. Okay. In Ginger Snaps, okay. what what is Ginger's favorite dessert? Cherry pie. 
No. Uh, cookies. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, ginger snaps. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Good, good guess, but no. I don't know. It's a uh, strawberry shortcake. Gosh, we're terrible in that. <laughs> well, no, actually, we're not. It's I'm terrible, terrible tonight. Yeah. <laughs> okay. My last question of the night. Jaws was mm. filmed on this Massachusetts island. Oh, fuck me. I'm, uh... Martha's Vineyard. Correct. Damn. 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 Sam. I almost said Amityville, but I knew it was a fake one. I was nervous. <laughs> a fake yeah. Nice. Very nice. <laughs> Good one, man. Mm-hmm. Fucking wild card. Mm-hmm. Sam? Yep. All right. What's the quote, or what movie is this quote from? <laughs> You're gonna need a bigger boat. Jaws. Jaws. <laughs> I think we all said. I think Todd might have been it. there, but I think Todd might have got the Jaws in first. So I'm gonna give it to Todd, but we'll let Steve review the tape. No need, player. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna concede that one to you. I think I started afterwards too. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, last <laughs> one. Last one. All right. What creatures? Do the movies subspecies feature? Oh, oh a little stumpy stump. Been a while. The movie subspecies? Subspecies. There you go, my bad. What? Full moon. Yeah, subspecies. Okay. What creatures? Full moon. Um, are you looking for like the the name of the the names of them? I no, like what kind of. Like, aren't they like little demons or something? I don't remember. Two incorrect answers. Yeah, I'm thinking about like, yeah, are they fucking sharks or alligators or slugs? Uh, okay. okay, Todd, give him hints now. <laughs> well, I'll let you go again. I, I, uh, I do not know. I've actually never um, watched that series, so I don't know. Neither have I. <laughs> what? Uh, really? I have, I have, no, I have all three of them. I bought them from the uh, full moon cell. I just haven't gotten around to them yet. I just remember being like little kind of vampire demon like creatures, like maybe bats or like vampires or something like that. You gotta be confident with your answer, Steve. Which bats. One? Demons. Bats. You're going with bats? Well, if it's a creature, yeah. <laughs> Anyone else want another try? No, I have no clue. I try to throw you a bone there, Steve, and get confident with your answer. You said vampires a couple times there, but oh. you went with bats. No, they're vampires. Damn it. All right. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, that is it then for trivia tonight. So Sam gets three points tonight Woo-woo. to go up to 30 points. Joe also with three points tonight to go to 35 points. Steve with the goose egg tonight. Ooh, not good, Steve. To go to to remain at Whoa. 41 points. And Todd gets two points to extend his lead to 48 points. Seven-point mm. lead currently mm. over Steve. Tastes good. <laughs> the tears of my victims. So Todd with a commanding lead Oof. currently, but still plenty of time for everyone to catch up. We still got six months in the year. So you know, still still some time, yes. folks. Still a lot of show to lot of lot of shows to go. Okay, we get it. <laughs> There's plenty of time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I almost I almost threw a curveball out there and did. 
Yeah, I almost did non-horror just to fuck with everybody. <laughs> oh, I like it. Maybe I will on April Fool's. Oh, wait, that's in April. Never mind. You still got <laughs> six months to think about it. You Fun know what? There's plenty of time. <laughs> Fun fact, too. I've actually never been to Martha's Vineyard. Like, And I, we live like a couple hours away. We What's a boat ride? Like I uh, tell it's Sam. We gotta get we gotta get down there and check out the filming location. That'd be freaking cool. Mm-hmm. There's a place in California called Catalina Island, which is similar. It's like an hour boat ride. Mm. Cool. Catalina wine mixer. Ah, yeah. <laughs> All right. I think it's time to watch, talk about these movies, right? Just when you thought it was safe to stand up and salute the flag, Uncle Sam is back with a vengeance. A Kuwaiti military unit discovered a mass grave in the desert. They positively identified the body. Jody, stay away from the coffin. You never fought for your country. You just kill for the love of killing. Now, Uncle Sam has a contract on America. Draft dodgers, watch out. Someone's been killed. Tax cheaters, beware. Somebody help! No one will ever burn another flag. Nobody will ever desecrate another grave. And no politician will ever tell another lie. And the July 4th weekend will never be the same again. From William Lustig, director of Maniac and the Maniac Cop Trilogy, comes an all-new terror experience. (laughs) Uncle Sam. He's a red-blooded, all-American nightmare. Uncle Sam wants you dead. All right, Uncle Sam, 1996, directed by Mr. William Lustig of Maniac Cop and Maniac fame. And this one is about a Desert Storm vet who was killed in combat, rises from the grave on July 4th to kill the unpatriotic citizens of his hometown after some teens burned an American flag over his burial site. Um, Yeah, so the movie starts out with a... a, They're in the Iraq War, the first Iraq War, and they get shot down by friendly fire in a helicopter um you know people find his body and he instantly kills him um as revenge for friendly fire fast forward we're back in the town now we know that he had a family that he was very abusive towards that he has a nephew that idolizes him because he's a soldier and he wants to be a marine or army man or whatever when he grows up so he's playing with army man stuff he collects his uncle's medals basically worships the guy they get the body sent back home and they have it in his house which is super weird uh for a few days why they're gonna you know plan to bury him Meanwhile, he rises from the grave and just takes his revenge out on anyone and everyone in the town. Uh, this was the second time watch for me, first time watching years and years and years since VHS time. So it's basically a fresh watch. And it's super, um, it's got some weird innuendos with kids and yes. grown men. Mm-hmm. Very strange. Yeah, we, I noticed that. Me and Sam were talking about that too, yeah. Yeah, and then I, I sent you guys that special feature for the uh, people that have the Blu-ray, Blue Underground put it out. They do a cut of every time there's a awkward um, kind of situation with a young man. Like, he's like, what, what do you guys say, like 12 maybe? Yeah. Um, and uh, various grown men where they're kind of like doing sexual innuendos to him. And they cut it together where they make it look like it's a sexual predator movie. And it's just like, 
I've never seen something like that in like a main. Okay, like so a, where was that at? Todd, is that the end? Because I didn't go back in the chat to watch it. No, it's a special feature, and I, I recorded it off my phone when I was watching it. What? That is, I told you, Joe, that is fucked up. Yeah. It is very, it's very weird. Um, but anyway, the movie itself is very, very corny. A lot of the kills are done off screen, which is kind of shitty. Um, but that being said, I had a lot of fun with the movie, and you gotta take it like you can't take it seriously at all to enjoy because it it's it's pretty damn dumb. Um, but those are my initial thoughts. I I thought the kid stuff was it was super. It wasn't funny at all. It was super cringy. Yeah, like I like it just like. <laughs> Like when, like, yeah, like he, what does he say? He touched me or something yeah. like that? And I'm like, what the said, fuck? who was yeah. that man? He touched me. <laughs> two, yeah. two, different, like, two different boys said stuff like that. Like right. the main guy I and him. If it was just like just bad dialogue or just like, or if it was intentionally put in there or not, like I really don't know. That'd be something to ask the director, I guess. No, I think yeah. it was intentional. Yeah. Because he um, could have said like, who was that? Someone came by and grabbed my face. Like, Exactly. And why like, gra- even the way that he was grabbing his face, like I thought that was kind of weird too. Like he yeah. gingerly grabbed it, like. Yeah, like it was like, like a you know. sex grab, a face. You know what I mean? Maybe <laughs> it yeah. Was weird. Maybe the director was trying to put some like I don't know well, something in well, there. Well, we saw it, sir. Yeah. Shame on you. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, this was like a pretty. I had watched this a long time ago too, just like Todd. Um, but this was like basically a fresh watch. I really didn't not remember anything about it except for one kill um, the best that like kill. kind of stuck in my brain. But um, yeah, I'm like right there with Todd on this one. It is it's not a good movie, but it's fucking entertaining. Like it's like a really fun, entertaining movie. It's like the perfect shut off your brain, just like watch something corny type thing. I think it's like a really good movie to pop on fourth of july like after having like a few beers with with your buddies or something like that and uh yeah that's i i had a lot of fun with it yeah um so I, i'd never seen this one before and uh, i gotta say pretty much like you guys even though it wasn't a great movie uh i was interested throughout like i thought it moved really well uh there were enough kills to keep me entertained uh, that that clip you sent, Todd, was so fucking weird and disgusting. Weird. I did not. I've never seen anything like that. To actually put an emphasis on kind of the gross child predator points of this film is just super fucking odd. Try to try to, to find it right now, Sam. Yeah, it's. In the chat. Yeah. Um, Isn't it already on your phone? Can't you just send it again? No, I did the Facebook video, so... Oh, you know what? Actually, I don't know. Sorry, Steve, to interrupt you. Yeah, it's okay. Keep going. Actually, let me click. I might be able to click Oh, I do have it. I do have it. Never mind. I actually took a video, not a not a Facebook thing. Go ahead, bud. Sorry. Yeah, that's okay. No, it's, it, it, it was that fucking disturbing that... It, I'm like, scared. It, it almost needs to be seen. To you know what? You should put it in the episode for people to see right now. Uh, yeah. If you can I'll, download it, Steve. I'll put the audio as the bumper. So after the song at the end, uh, l- listen to what's and warning it's fucking disgusting yeah uh, and you need to watch the movie you need to watch the movie for the context like the things they're talking about aren't really what they're talking about but it's just a weird thing to add to the blu-ray or the dvd or whatever um anyway as far as the film itself uh there are a lot of corny elements to it uh, I, it was weird that they like just left the casket at the girl's house all the time uh, I didn't really understand why he was 
like becoming a zombie. I guess it was some kind of military thing that like experiment or something. I guess I missed that part. They but, didn't explain it. No, it's just no. like he just, just gets up. Yeah, yeah, just guys. It's one of those things. Uh, but I was entertained. I, I like the character. I like the kills. I didn't mind the kid so much. Like I thought his acting was okay. And uh, I kind of enjoyed it. It was like goofy fun. Yeah, you know what? The kid usually bugs me, but he's actually pretty good. And I think the source material is what was dragging it down, honestly. But I guess maybe the 90s were a different time, but he's he just walks around with the ammo can in his school. But yeah, no one questions him. <laughs> and I thought it was hilarious when he roasted his teacher for being a draft dodger in front of the whole class. And he was just like, all the, the teacher's super timid talking to kids, which right. is not something you should do when you're a teacher. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, my biggest thing, other than I, I'm, I'm going to assume that the director just wanted to put weird I'm, I'm gonna assume that he thought the kid stuff was funny and not like some other thing but i i don't understand why a lot of the kills were off screen man like that was such a wasted opportunity mm-hmm. and the flag kill was pretty damn cool yeah that was but awesome that's like the one that. i remembered yeah yeah and then ray wise getting like burned alive with fire fireworks was pretty good too yeah that was really cool yeah yeah, it was a lot of fun. And I, I love. What did you think about like Uncle Sam? Would you have preferred him to like be without the mask on the whole time, or did you like like the the costume he wore? I like the costume both. You like both, yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought it would have been a little cooler. I think he should have took it off sooner. Sooner, yeah. Yeah, because his yellow eyes are pretty creepy. Yeah, the yellow eyes are great. Yeah, but, I, yeah, I, I'm with Sam though. I, I liked both. Like, I thought the costume like looked pretty cool and was kind of creepy, but I did love how he looked without it on as well. What about a uh, chef from South Park being in this movie? <laughs> you know, I feel like he was cast because I feel like when this movie came out, South Park was probably like super popular. So they, I feel like they, they. And then, when did South Park even start? I was in, like, elementary school, I feel like. I was like, in the fifth, fifth or grade. sixth grade, yeah. 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 So, like, what okay. was that? Like, 95? Steve was 30. 96 or something? So when right, did I was almost in college. <laughs> <laughs> when did this movie come out? 96. Yeah, so it was, like, right when South Park was super popular. Mm-hmm. So I feel like he was cast for, like, that reason, probably. Maybe. But he was fine in it. Like, he was cool. Yeah. I, yeah. I liked him there- in it. That, that's the whole you can sum up the movie like that it, it's fine you know yeah yeah the effects are fine the story is fine it's, everything's just average yeah definitely but fun. But fun. yeah it's, i mean it's it's fun it's like like i said like a, a turn off your brain and just know what you're getting into type thing yeah did you watch the sam did i watch it no the, oh, the video that you said yeah. yes i was disgusted todd <laughs> i was shaking my head the whole time yeah. So yeah, you guys listen to the audio and let us know what you think, but it's super fucking weird. Yeah. And it, it's it's called the gag reel too. So I thought they're gonna do mistakes shooting, but no, it's literally another play on fucking words. Gag reel. Like, ugh. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so fucking I don't bad. Know. Especially it's... like with people that have been acting during that time. Like I know it still goes on now, but the people that have come out, like it's around that time too, you know. So. Mm-hmm. You should try to get in contact with him, Joe Christopher Ogden, who played Jody. Kid. Okay. He's our age. Yeah, yeah. I'll see what I can do. Cool. We'll get him on here and be like, what the fuck, man? 
Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure. Like, there's some articles about it out there somewhere on the internet about I know. this movie. I'm yeah. just looking for them right now. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, you guys want to rate it? Sure. I'll start. Uh, go for it. Uh, yeah. Like, I mean, we've said everything we need to say. I think about this one. Um, but yeah, I'm like I said, I, I had a lot of fun with it. It's corny, it's cheesy, but it's a good time. So I'm gonna give it a six. Okay. Oh, I'm gonna give it a give it a five now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I'm right there with Joe. I think it's it's a type of movie I see myself maybe watching every few like Fourth of Julys, and I'd give it a six as well. It's entertaining. Did you watch that YouTube link? Yeah, I did. Thank you. <laughs> um, was it good, or was it like VHS quality? No, I mean it, it was. It's be- It was better than watching thirty-five fucking two-minute clips <sighs> Gosh, like I did I last week did for, for TCM. <laughs> uh, I give it a six and a half, a little bit higher, because um, I. It would just be so fun to watch as a group. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I, I kind of want. I was telling Sam, I was like, I want an Uncle Sam mask now if I can find one, because that, that would be. Cool. Be- I definitely would add that to the collection. Or do God, you... he's a pedo. He, I don't think he's the pedo. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. Well, I mean, he did Maniac. There's nothing in that movie that would say he was. Yeah. The Maniac Cop, nothing was in Maniac Cop I mean, either. he's still, like, working and stuff, so I don't... Yeah, so is that I don't know. Victor it was just, like, too? weird. I would like to hear what he has to say about it, like... I wonder if he, like, denies it and just says, oh, like, it was just weird dialogue or, like, what? But then they cut it together to be, like... Oh, that was, like, <laughs> in, like... That was, like, an official release thing Yeah. they did? Oh, yeah, that's blue, fucking blue. weird. Then that's fucking weird. Yeah, I don't know. Then maybe it was just, like, really in poor taste comedy choice. Maybe. Yeah, because Blue Underground was, like, a really good... A really big horror label. Like, they mm-hmm. put out Zombie and... Maniac 4K release and shit like that. So it's yeah, big release. Mm, interesting. So, yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, Tusk time. Always do sober what you do drunk. That'll teach you to keep your mouth shut. Hemingway said that. Yes, he did. And he said it to me. You to go to Canada tomorrow. It's for the podcast. It's what I do. I travel around and I interview weird or interesting people. So look out, you crazy Canucks. Wandering <laughs> Wallace takes a raunchy road trip up to the Great White North. Hello. I'm an old man who has enjoyed a long and storied life at sea. And after eons of oceanic adventure, I know I do not wish to spend my remaining years alone while I have such stories to share. How far is Bifrost from here? It's about two hours from here. It's about two hours away. I hate American guys. Good evening. It's nice to meet you. Could I interest you in some tea? So what happened after the boat sank? I was alone. And then something very swift and frightening moved by me. A walrus saved your life? The walrus is far more evolved than any man I've ever known. Present company included. Thank you. You're welcome. Which? Would you? There, there. It'll be all right, Mr. Tuff. He hasn't called me in three days. I'm worried. Why are you doing this? 
Are you really mourning your humanity? I don't understand. Who in the hell would want to be human? Kevin Smith of Clerks and Mallrats fame, a brash and arrogant podcaster, gets more than he bargained for when he travels to Canada to interview a mysterious recluse who has a rather disturbing fondness for walruses. <laughs> um, and I am 100% surprised you guys didn't do the Nazi party as trivia because I was ready for that one as well. <laughs> um, but basically what we have here is uh, Wallace, who's played by Justin Long, has a podcast called the Nazi Party, N-O-T-S-E-E Party. Um, with his buddy uh, Haley Joe Osmond, and they just talk about random shit, I guess. I don't really know. They make fun of people online. But he is going to Canada to interview a guy that made a fail video, like you would see, like Star Wars Kid and things like that. This guy is like juggling a samurai sword, cuts his leg off with terrible CGI effects. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm glad they didn't do that the rest of the movie. Yeah. Uh, but he goes to Canada, and unfortunately, the guy he's going to interview um, passed away. So he's like, fuck, I gotta like do something. So he finds like a weird written note on a in a bar bathroom saying, like, I'm an older guy. I, I have a, a lot of adventures in my life, a lot of stories to tell. All I want is someone to live here and I'll tell you stories. So he's like, Oh hell yeah, I can go meet this guy and get some story for the podcast. So he goes up to this guy's house, uh, played by Michael Parks, and it's very creepy, but Wallace, um, Justin Long's character, does not see it. And eventually he gets drugged and captured by him. Meanwhile, uh, he's really mean to his girlfriend. He cheats on her all the time. She's super nice and sweet. And Haley Joel Osment takes advantage of that and you know, basically smashes whenever Justin Long's character is gone. So we got that little love triangle thing kind of going on. And then we're just following Justin Long as he's captured, as well as Haley Joel Osment's character and Genesis Rodriguez's character as they go to Canada to try to find him. And we follow their hijinks. Um, since it's Canadian, Steve, take over. Oh, well, not yeah. Canadian, depending on what you think. Right, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's set in Canada and about Canadians. Um, so I've seen this twice. I saw it when it first came out, and I saw it again when I was in South Carolina in February because you can't find it anywhere on any services in Canada. So I tried to rewatch it, but figured I watched it like three months ago, so I didn't need to again. Um, I really like this film. Uh, it's fucking gross. I think the uh, effects, especially on the walrus, are just absolutely fantastic. Uh, and so fantastic that it's repulsive to watch. Um, I like most of the performances in this. I like Michael Parks. I like Haley Joel Osment. Um, I like Justin Long. I think Johnny Depp as Gila Point is absolute fucking god-awful. Um, now, I'm half French-Canadian, so I know what a French-Canadian accent sounds like, and that was not it. Uh, total fucking fail on that. And I thought his character was just there because he's Johnny Depp, not really a character that was needed in the overall story. 
Um, I absolutely despise the two daughters, Johnny Depp and Kevin Smith's daughters at the like convenience store. Uh, they're just, it was just a lazy type of Canadian stereotype jokes. And I don't think they were funny at all. I think, and I think I mentioned that the same thing when we watched, um, uh, when I talked about the other one, uh, Yoga Hosers on a What Watch, I think there's, you can make a good Canadian jokes uh, that are clever and funny, but these are like the ones that you've heard a million times. It's just, it's not funny. Uh, so uh, that aside, I think the main story between Michael Park's character and Justin Long's character about this guy who had a, a walrus kind of friend slash pet slash helper uh, a long time ago, and he wants to kind of recreate that. It was just really fantastic. And I was kind of drawn to the movie throughout, and I uh, overall really liked it. Well, now you know how us Americans feel, Steve, when everyone says we're fat and shoot guns <laughs> in the air all the time. Rude. All right. You should be happy that's maple syrup and a boot. Yeah. <laughs> um, I agree with Steve. I don't have too much to add to this. Um, I had seen uh, Tusk like a few years ago when Joe showed it to me. Um, I don't know how we started talking about it, but I'm a fan of Justin Long and I really like him. And when Joe said like, oh, he turns him into a walrus, I was like, what do you mean? And um, I wish that I had never seen this movie in my life because it's quite frightening. Um, <laughs> it's like grossed me out. The makeup looks really great. Um, I agree with Steve with Johnny Depp's character. I thought that that was unnecessary. Um I feel bad for Justin's character, especially, like, when his girlfriend goes to the end at the zoo and she's, like, visiting him. It's just, like, why don't you kill him? Like, shoot him and kill him. Put him out of his misery, you weirdo. That's what Johnny Depp should have done. I know. It's so weird. Well, he was going to, and then it, like, blacks out, so I'm assuming they stopped him from doing it. Like I'm going to say that really happened and that ending wasn't real. Because it's too disturbing. It is too disturbing. And, like, I try to get it out of my head, but every time I just always see something walrus-related, and my mind (laughs) always goes to fucking Tusk, and I'm just like, yeah, it's definitely going to haunt me forever. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I I love this movie. I really do. And, like, it's such a weird movie but it's just like such a gem like yeah and i can see people totally hating this movie at this like on the same token but for me it just like hits like all the right points for me um my biggest negative is definitely johnny depp's character as well i agree with sam and todd on that one i mean so actually talk i didn't hear really talk about johnny yet yeah okay um, I agree with Sam and Steve then on uh, that. And, um, yeah, it's just like, like the whole movie like has this really great, um, you know, vibe to it. And then the Johnny Depp character mm-hmm. really ruins that vibe. Um, it's like you're driving on a road and you see Johnny yeah. Depp and you like, the car just like veers off the road. Right. <laughs> um, and luckily they don't put him in there too, too long. Cause like Johnny Depp, so like I actually rewatching it this time. I wanted to see when Johnny Depp's character came in because he was always the big negative for me um, when watching this. And it's like an hour and like five minutes into the movie. 
So I'm like, and then like he's really only in it for maybe ten minutes total of the whole movie. So he's not. So they didn't overuse him, which is is good, and it doesn't ruin the movie in any way for me. But it's definitely the weakest part. He's yeah, definitely like, the weakest the part of the movie. Um, and I, I honestly wish maybe like I don't. I, I guess it was maybe Kevin Smith's choice to make him like such a goofy type character but i i actually think his character is important to the plot in some ways um you know and i wish he played it more uh serious and i i think this movie would be it actually probably i probably would have rated it even higher if like they that character was a more you know serious tone because the whole movie has like that even though it's like kind of a goofy thing the movie's played pretty seriously for the most part especially the justin long and uh what's his name michael parks mm-hmm. angle there um is played all so well and just like there's just so much tension and then like man like it's just disturbing like once you finally see him in full tusk and honestly i thought it was disturbing even before that like when you see justin long's legs cut yeah. off like i was not expecting that and i'm like oh fuck and like you just feel his pain and uh Justin Long plays it really good. Like, he does not play it goofy. Like, this movie could have totally been been ruined by a different um, actor. But I think Justin Long plays it so well. And you can feel the emotion. And just those screams of agony when he is the walrus. Like, I I feel it. And it just is disturbing. Um, And, yeah, I'll leave it at that for now. Just that, yeah, I really, really enjoyed this movie. Yeah, I think you... Everyone summed it up nicely, and I agree with Steve, too. And I don't really understand the French-Canadian thing, but also what Joe said is, like, play the character straight. Maybe even have the accent, but not the goofy look. Like, I think I could have done... some Something needed to change with that to, yeah. to bring his character. Um, but you needed him. He finished the movie. He, he found him and took them to where they were, which is strange that they hear him screaming at, like, the front of the gate, but whatever. Um but yeah, I I can't say anything different because it's just it's one of those movies that disturbs me. Like Sam said, it sticks with you, and it shouldn't. It's a comedy. It's a freaking dark comedy. But anytime, the way he mocks Justin Long with his screaming and like he he mimics him, and when he's telling him like a boldface lie and he's he can barely contain his laughter, he just makes fun of him. Like I guess the total disregard for his life. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah it's just so it's so it's a sad movie man and like he did yeah he cheats on his girlfriend he doesn't deserve to have his legs cut off and his arms sewed together and shit right um and then uh yeah the the close-ups on justin when he's just crying and he's just moaning because he doesn't have a tongue and he has freaking tusks in his mouth it's just it's terrifying man it's like it's a non it's a scary ass non-scary movie yeah and um i've i'm gonna go with that the detective just put him out of his misery and blew his fucking head off. That's just yeah. terrible, man. Yeah. And I, oh. I think it, I think it was a sad. I take it as this very sad ending uh, for me. Like I think that the Haley Joel Osment and his girlfriend character stopped him from shooting him, and he's just gonna live his life out as the walrus in ah. the abandoned zoo. Just he's crying at the end. I yeah. know. He's well, and they, and they, you know, and that's like, man, like, and they have that great quote at the end where it's like, that's what separates 
men from animals is like emotion and like being able to cry and stuff and then you see justin's long character cry and i'm like man this movie is like pretty deep actually for a movie that i don't know if it was completely intentionally made Wait, to what's be deep. The quote? um they go back to justin long and his girlfriend like when they're laying in bed together and there's a quote about you know what separates men from animals and it's like being like you know showing emotion and being able to cry and then animals do cry people well and then they go and show justin long like crying in his like walrus and stuff so So fucking sad man yeah it's very sad um and i'm like and then it just ends and it's just like wow and you're just left like so like but can you sad and it's just like deep and yeah like can you imagine being the girlfriend though and walking away from that like I will ne- like if that was my boyfriend, I would never I would want to rip my brain out of my head. I would never be able to like live my life knowing that my ex-boyfriend or boyfriend is fucking held capture part walrus. Like why would, yeah, why would they just kill him? Why would they keep him alive? I mean, they could bring him back too, you would think with some therapy and some physical therapy and I mean, I know that's fucked, but I don't know how could you his like, body is like I don't think that can be reversed, Todd. I know, but didn't they just... Well, at least take him back to your apartment, and then you could <laughs> be your own pet. God. <laughs> I mean, but, okay, they cut his legs off. You can't put that back. But didn't they just sew his arms to his sides to make flippers? So you, get, you can get his arms back. Yeah. I don't know, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and just the part where talk, he tries though. to teach him how to swim, like, get out of here. <laughs> you know what would have been a, a great twist? Yeah. You know what would have been a great twist, though? You know how he finds the other walrus body? Yeah. It would have been really good if, when his friends found him, it was a completely different guy. And, like, this has all happened in the past, and they never found him alive. You know what I mean? I thought that would have been cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. That would have been interesting. Instead of us seeing him cry. (laughs) Yeah, fish. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think, and I got to give big props to the Michael Park, Michael Parks character. Uh, you know, I gave the props to Justin Long. I think he plays it great, but Michael Parks just plays a great psychopath as well. Yeah. Would you? Go- Why are you smiling when you say that, sicko? <laughs> He's got a full on. That grin is what like you, frightening. Yeah, I mean, he's got a boner too. What do you guys think of the whole like um, thing where? Johnny, they we get the flashback of Johnny Depp meeting him for the first time. Um, like, uh, what uh, is up with like his voice in that? Is that just like him, like, just being smart and cunning and like playing? Him like, throwing him off. Yeah. Yeah. yeah all he, right. He threw him off because he thought, oh, this guy's just you know simple. Yeah. He's not gonna do shit. Right. It's terrifying too to think that the hockey player was like held captive like ten feet away from where Johnny Depp was. Yeah. Yeah. And he couldn't save him. Fuck, man, this movie's fucked up. It is. It's great. And I, yeah, I, I get, yeah. And like, like I said, it's, it's yeah. Like I don't, it's weird. Cause like, I think like Kevin, like, I feel like Kevin Smith didn't mean to make it like as serious and good as it was, but I think it was just like a ha- I feel like it was almost like a happy accident in a way. Yeah. Honestly, I think this is his best film. Um, yeah. Like all together. Cause you, I, 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 mall rats and clerks are excellent, but they got some rough acting. Mm-hmm. and some you know some of the dialogue is a little bit forced you know but this one i think all around besides giant up it's probably his most best most well-rounded well-rounded film mm-hmm. um but steve you've been quiet since your opening what do you what do you think no i i completely agree uh it's just 
yeah, it's it's like, it's like a really deep when you really go to think about it. But on the surface, it's so friggin' sad and <laughs> disgusting, and like it, that it's it's almost hard to go deep with it because yes. you're so kind of disturbed. But I gotta give him props, man. That like the makeup effect on the on the character Justin's long character is so striking. Like yeah. it's so good, and I don't think people really talk about it enough. It's just. It's, I think it's one of the best makeups in like horror history. It's just so friggin' striking and good and mm. crazy, and it really sells the pain and it sells the whole character. And it's just oh my god, it's crazy. And it easily could have been goofy to the point where the movie sucks. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even if Justin did any kind of wisecrack jokes, it would have been all right. This movie fucking sucks. Right. Right. Yeah, but, no, it's per- yeah, no, it's perfect. And those, like I said, those screams are just like, oh my god, bang, you know, Haunt, haunting. Yeah, you know, it, it, you know, what's really scary to me too is like we know he's getting drugged. He doesn't know he's in a horror movie, so he he's he can be forgiven. But when he wakes up and he can't talk and he's like, no, the doctor dropped, accepted uh, yeah. the phone. I don't have a phone, and your legs cut off, and he just walks away, and it's like, dude, like, ugh. <laughs> you, you just feel for him because. I think we said a couple episodes ago, Justin Long is... Oh, yeah, yeah Drag Me to Hell episode. He's such a just likable person, mm-hmm. even if he's a little jerk off in this one. He's so charismatic, and then you have him crying. And it's just like, man, give him a gun to sh- kill himself with. Yeah. No. But hey, next time, though, call the fucking cops. Don't call your fucking girlfriend. I know, right? Yeah, that's definitely the big, I feel like, plot hole. But I mean... I'm calling knows? the cops. Like, in, in, a, in a situation like that, who knows Like who would be... like. If that was you, Todd, you woke up, wouldn't you think, maybe, oh, let me call my wife first? Fuck no. No, you'd be like, let me no. just go over to the, yeah. But what if it, the cops don't believe you? You have one call. What if they think it's a prank? So if you call your girlfriend, you're going to know she's going to try everything she can over <sighs> and over and over. That's a good point. But I mean, if you call the cops and say, I've been, I was drugged as a Benedict, this guy's holding me captive, please come help me. And then, like, you get knocked out, they're fucking coming. You yeah, know? that's yeah. true. You have to be very, they uh, would trace the call and shit yeah. like that. And cell phone coverage would find them. And, all right, Todd. And, oh, for people in other countries, <laughs> if you're traveling, you can just hit whatever your local emergency line is and it reroutes to whatever their line is. So, for example, if I'm in Canada and they're, my emergency number is 911 in the US and it's not 911 in Canada, it will reroute to them. Just a little fun fact. Good to know. If you're scared, yeah. Keep I'm the fucking... listeners safe. I love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, concealed one... carry permit, because I'm not oh. getting turned into a walrus. <laughs> what did you see, Todd? Carry Cause... a gun. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, there's one scene that kind of, um, like, I just thought of, like, when he's trying to, like, drown him. And then, like, he comes up and, like, his head, like, retracts, like, into the thing. That's, like, the only time you see it in the movie. But, oh, man, it's so, like, it, like, it's fucking, like, so disturbing. And, like, it just looks awesome. And I'm, like, that is just, and like Steve said, the makeup in this, in the practical effects are just amazing. I don't know who did them, but holy shit, they're awesome. What what do you guys think of uh, the backstory to uh, the old man, like, is kind of you know being stuck on that rock and having a walrus and that whole thing. Do you think that amplified the uh, the film, or do you think it distracted from it? No, I thought it was great. Like it gave the backstory of like why he's turning people into the walruses. So I thought it was good and it made it made sense. Like I could see that. Like he wants to go back to that time in his life and it, like it was, was the happy. one. Time- 
Yeah, and he felt like a connection with somebody, you know, like with Great. that animal. So I, th- I thought it was perfect. And then he ate him. He did eat him. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. I thought that was how it was going to end, to be honest. I thought he was going to, like, eat him, and that's when they were going to capture him, or? Yeah. Eat, eat Justin along. But yeah. then, we, then we get the scene of him putting on a walrus suit himself. Yeah, you're know, right. <laughs> yeah, which was kind of interesting, because he's like... It's frightening. He's like, you, you know, he, I, it's like his whole life he want, like, he felt bad, he felt bad for killing that walrus, and he wanted to, like, give the walrus a chance, you know, like he says, so, yeah, it's pretty interesting. <laughs> Yeah, and that that part easily could have flipped the movie. Oh yeah, definitely. Into stupid territory, but it, yeah, it didn't. I mean, it was a little goofy, but like I the mu- the music fits good. though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the music. I really liked the music during the fight because it could have been really dumb, but yeah. the music and then cutting between them trying to find him was really well done. Right. Oh man, load of movie. Yeah. I think you're right, though. I don't think he intended to it be this good. I thought he meant total spoof movie. Yeah, I th- yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which and also I did notice when this movie started, I didn't realize it was an A24 release. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize until I, I ran the credits too this time. Yeah. yeah what happened? Time. Like, I was just like, how did he go from this to fucking yoga hosers? Uh, it's just like, wow, what a difference in that tone and story. It's just, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Crazy. I'm looking at 2014 horror, and I think this would probably be my favorite one. What else uh, is out there? Here. Um, I'll run through some. Dracula Untold, Annabelle, Babadook. That's probably a lot of people's favorite one. Yeah. Um, Paranormal Activity, Horns, As Above, So Below. Oculus. Oh, Oculus is fucking great. Well, yeah. It's kind of not that strong. But yeah, I mean, definitely would have been one of my top ones for sure. Maybe maybe my number two. I I would maybe give my number one to the Babadook, but... Yeah, I think I'm Tusk on this one. Yeah. Um, Not really any kills. I can't really do a favorite kill, but... I They should have killed just so long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, he, just, he kills the guy. Yeah, that's true. He straps the shit out of him. Yeah, with his with his tusks. Yeah. Um, you guys just want to rate it, or yes. anything else you want to talk about? Um, I'm pretty good. I think. I think we delved into it pretty good. All right. I'm gonna give it a solid eight point five. Nice. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna give it a a solid eight. Yeah. Really, 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 really enjoyed this one. Yeah, um, I'll give it a solid A because it's Canadian. So. <laughs> <laughs> and I, we lost Sam. She had to go take the dog out because she was whining. So, um, yeah. Well, maybe we'll let her give her rating next week, maybe before when the show starts. But uh, I know cool. she, I know she really liked it. I, I don't honestly know what she would rate it, but I know she does enjoy it. But I don't think it's something she'd ever want to watch again because she was like so disgusted and disturbed by it. <laughs> Yeah, I'll watch this one every five years. Maybe. Yeah, I loved revisiting it. Like it, it had been a few years, and yeah, it was just as good as I remembered. And you know what? Actually, I, I kind of um, could deal with Johnny Depp's character better on the watch this time, just because I was expecting it. Mm-hmm. Whereas the first time, like I absolutely hated it. Whereas this time, it wasn't as 
as you know shocking and bad <laughs> yeah but yeah i think this is up there for most one of the most disturbing movies yeah 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 i mean i haven't seen like those um like violence for violence sake movie like serbian film and stuff so right. i just don't care i don't care to yeah but as a straight horror movie man fucking disturbing on every level Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. And this one that will take you by surprise. Like, if you're not a horror fan and you see, oh, this is directed by Kevin Smith and it's got mm-hmm. Justin Long and, like, and Johnny Depp, oh, I'll rent this. And holy fuck, are you in for a ride? <laughs> yeah. So, I'm sure people have made that mistake before. You know what? I, I think Kevin can't write teenage females because no. Johnny Depp's daughter is a good actress in a movie called The King on Netflix. Mm hmm. She's pretty damn good. So I think it's just Kevin Smith's fucking terrible yeah. teenage well, writer. Yeah, maybe. yeah, and it's so fun. Yeah, I mean, look at Yogurt Yogurt is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. I think it was like my <laughs> of the year list that year, like my number one worst movie. So, yeah, I mean, it's, 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 so, so it's a shame, too, because it's like part of his trilogy, Tusk being the first, Yoga Hosers, and then we're supposed to get Moose Jaws, which yeah. has been in development forever. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, but Yoga Hosers, man, just terrible. And you said they referenced um, Tusk, right, in Yoga Hosers? They do, and not only that, but Justin Long appears in fucking Yoga Hosers as uh, a yoga instructor. (laughs) But it's not the same character, so it's super fucking weird. Uh, But he does, they do reference that, I think the girls reference it uh, when they're in in their store, and I think Johnny Depp's character also references it as a case he worked on. Yeah, John, Johnny Depp's in Yoga Hosers too, right? From what I remember. Yeah, he's, he's even more so in Yoga Hosers than he yeah. is in this one. Is he the same character? Is he Guy Lapointe in that too? Uh, yeah, yep. Yeah. And I, I, I mix them because I watch them back to back. Is it in this one that his mole like moves around? I uh, didn't notice. No, okay. I think that's the... It's Yoga Hoser. Hosers, yeah. Like yeah, moves around on camera or just switches? Like like between every shot, it like it's in a different yeah. place. You know, it's just like... Keeps moving around, which they did the same fucking joke in uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights. That's I right. Love, yeah. I love that movie though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. So it's like it's not even an original joke, at least. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know I, I think if they ever get Moose Jaws off the ground, I think an amazing callback scene would be having Justin Long in like a wheelchair, like maybe kind of like bummed out a little bit, like just outside a convenience store, like begging or something like that. I think that would be like a really fucking cool callback scene mm. something like yeah. that i don't know i just want i maybe it's just because i'm fucking sad that he's living in a dog or, or even like kind of half fixed. show <laughs> yeah oh what was that see like half fixed like they yeah. found him and they tried to piece him together but it's not quite right but it's better than it was you know it's just like yeah he's just all chilling oh he can't talk either fuck no yeah, he no. can't talk no oh uh, yeah. I can't. I can't do this movie anymore. We need to talk about something else. Oh man! All right. Uh, both movies approved. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right. Uh, we uh listened to the Uncle Sam weird ass gag reel from the Blu-ray special features. We're not trying to be creepy. It's in the movie. We want to know your thoughts. Uh, and what one big thing? Uh, next week is a special episode. We're doing best of the 2000 to 2009 decade. So you have just a few more days to send us your lists if you want them included in our little research. So, yeah, I think yeah. that'd be awesome. Yeah. Anyone can send Just Send it over. Yep. yep. Send yep. it over. I'm Can excited. There's some good movies. That's a good decade. It's a better decade than I expected going in. 